All right, hello everybody. This is Mark Kumar, your lifestyle entrepreneur, here with another amazing friend and an entrepreneur and amazing guru who is going to help you take your business to the next level. So without any further ado, Dom, please introduce yourself. Man, my man, the mighty Mark, it feels good to be on the guest side of the game again with you, man. Two Virgo dudes, entrepreneurs, <laughs> gurus at something, even though I wouldn't consider myself a guru, I just... Consider myself a random black guy from Baltimore who likes to help people. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's one way to describe yourself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But man right, so tell us a little, little bit about yourself, except besides the guy from Baltimore. Uh, what, what, what is it that you do that will help, uh, help other people out? Sure thing. So I like to, well, the perfect random title is basically a certified self-leadership trainer that likes to coach, inspire, and empower others to create their own piece of immortality through starting a podcast, writing a book, and heck, even sharing their stories. Because with the wonderful world that we live in, we live on stories, like the generations, we live on stories. And now that we have so much technology out there, we get to capture those stories and they get to live even longer and heck, even spread a lot wider compared to decades and hundreds of years ago where folks had to just pass things along through storytelling, through families, and it usually stay in the family, if that. Now, granted, if it's like grandma's secret recipe, good luck getting that, because as they say, if I tell you the secret recipe, I'd have to kill you. <laughs> and it's like, all right, I want to be alive. I don't want to know the recipe. As opposed to stories, like, oh, yeah, stories, share those all day, so... Helping folks share their stories and craft their stories and that can even empower them to really capture their stories because that, that basically have to ink it when you think it and ink it when you share it. Because when it comes to nowadays, we have technology out there. Like people want to write a book nowadays and, oh, how do I start a podcast? Uh, like I heard, of, I heard this podcast thing in the news where this random guy named Joe Rogan got like $150 million for podcast. I'm like, maybe I should start one of those. How to start one of those? It's like, okay, I can sure how to do that. I'm not going to guarantee $150 million because I haven't gotten that myself yet. Although I will be happily accepted if someone offers the magical bag to me. And that's really what I'm all about. Just helping folks through the power of self-leadership. To encourage, empower, equip others to basically share their stories and create their own piece of immortality. All right, man, that sounds like a pretty, pretty tall order. How did you actually got into that? I'm just curious. Man, I actually got into it. I have to say, it really started back in late 2012, that wonderful year where we had another set of those end time prophecies where all that really happened in the US of A is that we lost Twinkies for a month. And during that time of losing Twinkies, just had a wonderful moment of self-reflection and realizing maybe I should change for the better and just got into personal and professional development. And then down the road after reading some books, I joined this wonderful organization called Toastmasters International, got better as a public speaker, leader, and communicator, and used that wonderful sandbox and just being an introverted networker, networking with other people who had similar goals of just wanting to become better to eventually meet a fellow millennial author and he gave a wonderful speech on how to act like a leader and he was selling books in the back after he was done speaking so i figured hey i'll just buy a wonderful book support a fellow brother who's out there trying to make a name for himself since they're both millennials and in a room full of folks who are probably 10 20 some even way older than that compared to us and after picking up his book and reading it, it was one heck of a page turner and page after page, which is wonderful stuff that I was already reading about. 
and that seed was planted in my mind that took me even further to another activity that even every listener right now should probably pick up if they have the cojones to do it is to write their own obituary that's right to write their own personal obituary and put things in there that you want to do for your own life and in that obituary i wrote down i was going to be a best-selling author of multiple books and shortly after that activity went to this wonderful personal development conference through toastmasters again and instead of business cards i had these wonderful reading lists that i would hand out to people called the wonder books for dynamic living and I left my contact information on the bottom because that way it's a way to stand out. And if they see a book on the list, like, oh, shoot, you read the four agreements too? Oh, man, we need to communicate. And after that, one lady I handed the list out to, she looked at the list and she looked right back at me, looked at the list, looked right back at me. And that's where my book was on this list. And I was like 22, 23 at the time. And I'm like, I don't have a book because I'm 20 something here. I don't have nothing to talk about. And that's something that a lot of folks go through, especially a lot of true, genuine experts out there. Everybody's an expert at something, and sometimes just need somebody to bring that inner greatness out. And she saw those riches within myself because she was a fellow leader. And one of the beautiful things about leaders, they see greatness within you. And she was like, hey, how about a year from today? This is like November 2015. Write a book of your own. So that way you can put yourself on a list as an author as opposed to you just a random network. And I'm like, oh sounds real good sounds real good i'm like eh, nope i'm good i'm not gonna write no book <laughs> and she's like okay how about what i do you one better how about we both publish our books one year from today and i'm like wow that sounds even better and not butter nope not doing it <laughs> <laughs> and i'm like all right i think i'm good the conversation ended a couple days later told a buddy of mine about it and he was like hey you know what you this might be a good opportunity for you because it was like for those who write national write your own novel month like back in November every year that takes place. You're like, hey, it's perfect time to do it. You can even write your own novel, man. And it'll give you a chance to get off of my case about writing the sequel because you haven't wrote a book of your own yet. And it was, and I was like, ah, man, but this grass is so green, though, as a way to distract it from the conversation. But lo and behold, I realized, you know what? I should probably do this. So wrote down 14 pages of raw content that became the last chapter of the book a year later the book was published going north and that book led to eventually become a podcast and that podcast led to another book and heck even led to this wonderful conversation we're having today because one thing about starting everything is that when you finish something you have to always ask yourself what's next like a book is not going to be the end all be all it's just not going to happen no oprah's not going to come out of retirement just for your one book put it on a book list and then you'll sell a million copies forever and you'll have your overnight success literally overnight and like no it's just not going to happen that way so that's really how it all really came to be just discovering that personal development getting a challenge from someone who saw the riches within myself and just taking the intentional massive action afterwards and i will just tell you this those of you who are listening, it may seem like, wow, it's really cool, right? And you went through the whole process, whatever. But <laughs> not a lot of people are going to just say, hey, I'm going to be just like Dom. I'm going to go step by step by step, whatever. So let's just break down like a lot of people. I'm sure you may have potentially have experienced this in your journey, some point in your life, in your journey. Because I know a lot of people do it. Because when, when I talk to people, they're like, they're okay, but they don't talk about this 
syndrome, what I'm going to bring it up, is called the imposter syndrome. So have you encountered that? And the reason why I'm asking is because that is like, once you learn how to get over that, anything and everything becomes possible. So tell me if you have come across Yeah, man. I, yeah, man. I actually haven't come across that. And that was actually while I was writing my second book, Stay the Course, because that was around a good... Because the podcast started about a good six months. No, actually, wait, no. It started about nine or ten months after the book was published. Uh, because I had a setback because I lost my father to dementia at that time. He actually passed away. And I lost track of the market and everything and I started a podcast. And I eventually started talking with these wonderful people who created million-dollar businesses. And from hundredaires all the way to millionaires. And they were able to lose millions and then get them back. And I'm like, wow, like. Am I really <laughs> the guy to write about elite performance after talking with these wonderful people? Like, heck, even some people in the past, they're like, hey, I don't think I want to be on your show because I see some other people on there. I feel kind of, uh, I'm kind of scared. And it's like, like, shut up and get on, the, get on the darn mic. Like, I don't care if you're a billionaire or not. Like, I'm, the, the, the main goal of the show is to get people to realize that success is tangible. And with imposter syndrome, you have to realize that success is tangible for you too. You could ask yourself, why not me? Like one of the major things that helped me to get over the imposter syndrome was really having accountability buddies and having that own metaphorical hashtag account accountability fire because a colleague of mine, I told him about my goal to have the book come out. It was around a good two years after the first book was published and he kept on asking me like every other week, every month. Even after he got promoted and went to another location, he still sent me an email asking me how the book was. And eventually it came out even though it was about a good few months after my original goal date. And that's the other thing too, like with imposter syndrome, you have to have the right people around you to remind you of what you're capable of. And not to mention, you have to be okay with realizing that delays are not denials. Like even though my original goal was to have the second book come out the exact same month after the first one it didn't happen for obvious reasons because it probably never got the bestseller list on amazon if i would have launched it back then and it probably would never been as polished and it all just was because i let my own self get in the way but i had other people who held me accountable for what i said i was going to do and that's really what helped me to get over and also another thing too to realize the fact that there are going to be people that you can reach that others may not reach. Like there are folks that Mark will be able to reach that I may not be able to reach. And it's our job to reach those people who want to hear a certain message from us. Because sometimes it takes seven times to hear the same thing for it to finally just sink into your brain. It may even take nine or ten times thanks to Goldfish having bigger attention spans than us. So what helped me to get over the um, imposter syndrome was one, just having great people to hold me accountable and to two realize that there are folks that I can reach that others may not reach and it's my job to actually go out there and put myself out there even though I may not feel adequate I'll be adequate enough for those people that I need to reach I could not have said it better myself because I'm so glad you said it because some action is better than no action and that is something that a lot of people don't understand or apply in their entrepreneurial journey because 
I know you may have, I definitely have people who I talk to, they have also, they are waiting for this perfect thing, this perfect, let's say if you're becoming a podcaster, you need to have a perfect audio, you need to have a perfect uh, cable system, you need to have a perfect uh, intros and outros, and if you're a photographer, you need to have a perfect gear, it's perfect, perfect, perfect. And the things that I normally tell people like, if your first thing, whatever you're putting it out is perfect, it's too late for you. Your first one has to suck so bad because by the time you get to the 100th or the 20th and you look back to the first one, you should be embarrassed. You should totally be embarrassed because then you know how far you have came. So what are your thoughts on that? Man, I agree with you so much on that because my first book, which actually was a lot quicker and a lot easier than my second book, done was better than perfect because I look back on that one and sometimes I read some of it and I'm like, oh man, I need to rewrite some of this because I'm like, ooh, I mean, it was okay at the time and it sounded good, it looked good in the book when it was on the paper, but it's like reading it now, it's like, oh man, it's still inspirational, but man, I could have said it better. So you're so right, man. When, when you've released the perfect project, it's really too late. And funny enough, these big time people, like they, you may think everything's perfect, but it's just not even the New York Times bestselling authors, you get a copy of their book, there may be still misspelled words in there. Heck, I remember one book in particular, I think it was like a football book I grabbed. It Like the, the cover was perfect, but on the inside, half the book was upside down in the darn pages. <laughs> so it's okay to not have the perfect product. Like it, you, you could freaking have like dogs in the background of your audio possibly and people will still love it if the content is good enough so if your content's good enough don't worry about it don't worry about perfection because the to be honest it's better to get your body first so that way you can upgrade and learn as you go as opposed to getting everything right and then being broke I can't believe you just said that. It literally really happened. The book had like all that stuff, really. Yeah. Holy cow. Wow. That's mind blowing. So that's a perfect example. If New York bestseller author can have a book that's messed up, I'm sure if you do your best, you're going to be totally fine. And, you know, and all that stuff. Another thing I want to touch on is like what you just mentioned about creating a content. A lot of people have a lot of problems by creating content. And all of us who are experts, they are like, we have so much knowledge that we want to help people, right? But the a level of knowledge or expertise that we have, some people may not need it or don't understand that. So what are your thoughts about creating content that is easy to create? Number one. Number two, it's a little faster. Uh, there's a reason why so many interview-based podcasts are starting because, heck, I even read in the and it's probably archaic now, but I think it was called The E-Code by Joe Vitale and some other guy, where there was a chapter in there, How to Write Like a Virus. And the premise of that chapter was basically taking a bunch of interviews and turning it into a book. And that's really one easy way to create content. So having conversations with people is probably the easiest way to go, especially nowadays where folks like here, oh, podcast, that's buzzword. Okay, let me go there, get myself out there. And the beautiful thing about that is, is that it allows you to have access to people who may charge one, five, 10, 20, <laughs> even six figures for a keynote to come on your show and give value for basically 
almost nothing. Like they're sacrificing their time, you're sacrificing your time, but also to get in front of your audience that you've curated over time if you've been consistent enough. So interview-based podcasts, heck, even live stream, stream shows, that's one way. Heck, even in the beginning, like with Facebook Lives, like I've had a couple friends, heck, even one of my buddies in particular, she actually just shot me a random dm and instagram was like hey i want to get on facebook live and talk about mental health like you're one of the two people that popped in my head that would probably say yes and i'm like man i gotta edit this darn podcast episode but i'm like ah what the heck she she did a recommendation for my book and we got on facebook live and it was it was interesting there was some technical issues but she got the confidence to get started it it's basically seeing it as like a dad and her kid like getting the ride the bike it's like hey get the training wheels on them get them going to the and they're off to the races like sometimes that may be another way to get over that fear is having other people to help you out like asking for help from friends or folks that you have a good rapport with like enlist other people and your advancement because if you advance others you advance yourself and heck even another thing too is to probably get over yourself that's probably the main thing i probably should have said that first is to get over yourself it's easier said than done of course a lot of things are easier said than done and things are that are easy to do are also easy not to do but getting over yourself getting over your fears jumping in and not thinking too much because the more you think about it the more you give space to fear the more it's going to take from you and absorb from you because one of the secrets to living a fruitful life is to live without fear. <laughs> and if you can tap into that, if you can tap into that, that's something I'm working on myself personally. That's why it's so up in my head now is if you live without fear as much as possible and you take more action, if you don't give fear that breathing room, then you'll create as much content as you need. And if you stay consistent with it, then some magic will happen. Amen to that. <laughs> it's like, you know, the biggest thing that I learned was that far as fear goes, everyone faces it. No matter where you are in your life, doesn't matter whether you are like level zero, you're just starting out, or you are level 10, where you're at the top or the top or the top of your game, you're still going to experience it. The person who's at level zero compared to the person who's at level 10, the only difference is the person level 10 they're going to do it regardless, even though they're afraid. Person level zero, they were like, they want to let the fear consume them and not go forward. So the best advice I think you said yourself is like, just do it. The simplest and the best, best version. I think Nike, Nike nailed it. Just do it. That's all you got to just do it. Because what happens as soon as you do it, that mental thought, the mental bandwidth, whatever you call it, because all your all fear is, is in your head. Obviously, you don't want to go and jump off the bridge. That's a different kind of fear, obviously, right? But if you just have these roadblocks like, hey, I can't do it because X, Y, and Z, and all those reasons that you're giving, they are your reasons. So example would be just to validate people who are listening to it. Let's say you start yourself a YouTube channel, right? And you create this amazing channel, and you think people are going to love it. You create this video, the first video or the first five videos, and then you post it. And now you're waiting, oh my God, people are gonna go check them out. They're gonna leave a lot of comments. We have a lot of subscriber base, yada, yada, yada. And then a month later, you have five videos and you get maybe 10 views. And you're like, this is crap. This is total waste of time. And I can't believe I did this. I would never spend any time on it, blah, 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 blah. And then you tell everybody else, YouTube sucks. What? <laughs> 
But, but, right? But the truth is that you didn't give enough time, YouTube, to go and put your videos out in front of the people who are going to watch it, right? So a second month into it, you didn't do anything. YouTube picked up your videos, put it through the algorithm, and then going from 10 views, you got a thousand views all of a sudden. And now you're like, yes, this is great. Life is amazing. YouTube is amazing. Now you're preaching YouTube is amazing to everybody else. So sometimes you just need to wait until you are ready. So give time. It's like the greatest story that I tell everybody else, right? So there is a grandkid and who's talking to a grandfather. And then grandkid goes in there and tells grandpa that, hey, I want a tree. And then grandpa goes to the store, gets a seed and puts it in the plant to the ground. And then kid goes, oh, when the tree is, tree is gonna grow. And then kids goes in there, tell, grandpa tells the kid, go water it. And then kids waters it one day, second day, keeps it doing it for 30 days. And then it says, grandpa, there's no damn tree. This is crap, right? <laughs> That will never happen. You got to water your tree every single day. And once the time is ready, you're going to have this amazing tree that's going to help you in the long run and give you this shade and nice breeze and great oxygen. So wait it out. Oh, that's what that. So another thing what I want to ask you is, um, is that throughout your whole journey of entrepreneurship, what is the biggest lesson that you have learned that you are like, if I can teach somebody this thing, it will help them out a lot. Man, that's like a hard question. Cause there's like so many ways I can go with that. Like heck even <laughs> the answer to the last question probably have been the perfect answer for this one too. Cause that's really where the magic happens when you take that jump. I have to say the next thing would probably be, Network with people, especially those who have high-value networks. And the reason for that is because, really, the life moves at the speed of your relationships. I forgot where I heard that from, but I heard it from someone else. Like, if, if you're listening to this episode and well, you said well, it, like, throw yourself in the comments box and take credit for it. Because I don't know who said it, but someone <laughs> like, the life moves at the speed of your relationships. Because one of the... Most beautiful things and one of the greatest questions that anyone can ask in the game of entrepreneurship is who do you know that I should know? Who do you know that I should know? Because um, one of the major things with my podcast, especially after I shoot my guest emails like, hey, your episode's live now, feel free to share with the world, here's all the media assets and all that good stuff, is that I also put P.S. if there's anyone in your network with a book who wants to be on the show, let me know, feel free to send them my way. And that helps usually get more guests for the show but it, it's actually gotten to the point now where i don't even put that in the bottom of my email anymore i've been <laughs> i put uh it's probably been like my god like two three months since i put that in the email like I'm, I'm not you did it, it so many times people got so much re uh requests for you were like oh i know this i know this and then you're like uh no i'm gonna hold off yeah i'm gonna hold the back off a little bit <laughs> yeah i don't want people waiting six uh, six to ten months for the interview to go live i'm like no, let's, let me not do that again <laughs> but yeah probably just building relationships with great people of high value networks and also adding value to those networks too and um, i'm talking about the genuine value just make sure you stay on top of mind of them like sending them gifts every now and then 
And heck, even like heck, even a book. Like funny enough, um, one guy I talked to in Baltimore, uh, Reverend Lee Michaels, we in the middle of the interview. He just asked me straight out of the blue. So hey, you recommend books to people? What book would you recommend me? And I'm like, oh, right on the spot. Since I've just finished reading it, was Leading on Empty. And if anyone's into leadership, and especially if they're into volunteer leadership, pick up that book and read it. I wish I would have picked up that book when I first started reading leadership books, even though I might not have appreciated it as much as the time I eventually got to read it. But I just talked about how the author he, himself, he was a pastor of a church out in Hawaii. Granted, Hawaii, nice place and everything, but there's still some negative parts of it. And leading a church of... Uh, Basically, it was basically a mega church in Hawaii, and he passed out in the middle of the pulpit while I was preaching, and he realized that he wasn't giving himself enough time to rest, relax, wasn't doing enough devotional time, wasn't giving himself that time to really not only rest, but also to really catch up with himself. And that's the other thing about entrepreneurship, too. Another thing I'd recommend people, even though they probably asked for one secret, is to remember to give yourself some time to actually rest. Like, the whole... Hustle and grind, 25 hours a day, 8 days out of the week. Like, it sounds romantic. It sounds great on paper. It'll make a great title of a book. It just doesn't work. It just doesn't work. You gotta rest your body. There, there's a reason why, from a spiritual aspect, God created six days and rested on one. Because if, if he decided to rest and put that as basically as a pace setting tool for the rest of the world, we should probably follow it for good reason. So... Making sure you also rest while you're on the journey because our bodies aren't built for constant action all the time. Like sleep is really where your gains happen even from the physical standpoint. That's really where it happens in the kitchen and when you actually sleep and allow your body to catch up with you. Absolutely, man. And that just reminded me, I don't know why. Uh, I'm so glad you brought that up. It's, it reminded me of the story where uh, two, uh, we'll just call them a wood guy, who go out there and chop, their, uh, chop the trees down so we can have a wonderful homes in our, in our uh, where we live, right? So the story was that this one guy, brand new guy, and then there's an old guy who goes and chops the wood day one. He goes in there, the old guy goes in there, let's say eight to 12, chops the wood. And then for one hour, he would just rest. And whereas the new guy goes in there nonstop, boom, 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 chopping the wood, chopping the wood, chopping the wood. And then three days later, at the end of the whole three days, they have cut the same amount of wood. And then young guy's like, I don't understand. Why is that the case? I'm working twice as hard as you. And how come at the end of the day or in the three days, we have chopped the same wood? And the guy goes, while you were chopping away for one hour, I was taking a break, sharpening my wood chopping equipment. So that way, when I'm ready, after the one break, it's a lot sharper, so it'll be easier for me to cut. So going back to what you were saying, if you give yourself a break or rest, you will mentally recover and new thoughts will enter into your brain that you didn't even go as compared to when you're tired, you have a lack of sleep, your mind is like exhausted, none of the thoughts will go into your mind. Uh, and there's a famous Chinese uh, prophecy or the, the saying goes, empty your cup before you refill it. So you need to empty your cup every now and then before you can refill it. So great story, man, I love that, I love that. <laughs> empty your cup every now and then when you can because then you have new stuff, you can put it in there whether you want to drink tea, Coke, whatever, let's just do it, right? All right, so another thing I want to ask you, Don, is that I, uh, all the things that you could potentially be excited about, 
What is the number one thing that you're excited uh, about working on right now? Oh man, the most excited thing I'm like that I'm working on right now. I have to say my fourth book, which is actually going to be my third solo project called Pod Book It: The Three Phases of Greatness by Writing a Book, Starting a Podcast, and Creating a Legacy. Because it's really taking what I've done so far in my life and actually applying it to what I'm doing and giving it as a way to not only create another piece of immortality, another piece of, or just another, another derivative of myself to put some more money back in the magical pocket, but the fact that it's also going to be in audiobook form because as we are talking before the show, it's so hard to read with all these distractions right now. And this is coming from a dude who works in the library, no less. <laughs> like, it, it, like, I love reading. I love a hardback book, a paperback book in my hands and reading it, but the thing is, even though I've picked up speed reading techniques, it's still difficult to focus on reading a page by page, even though it's still a great thing. When you have so many great things on YouTube and podcasts out there and audiobooks, especially those great books when the authors are reading their own books so you can feel their essence along with it. And it's a lot faster because you can speed it up. You can play it up to like 1.2 speed. Some play it at 2. And if you can play it at 3 speed and still learn things, then more power to you. And it's like that's the major thing. So I'm basically excited about that because it's going to be something that's new but not new. The thing is, the new part, the course is going to be going on along with it. The not-so-new part, the audiobook project and the book thing, because I've, I've done an audiobook project before for myself and other people. And the book, it's like, wow, this is just round, this is round four, have round four slash round three, I got this, I got it covered. Only thing is, just need to make sure I don't let ego trip in, because, you know, well, when ego comes in, <laughs> some say ego is edging greatness out, and I don't want to do that. <laughs> All right, all right. That's one way to put it. All right, cool. All right, so anything that you can share, if you were, let's say, the youngest age you want to be where you were like, I can start entrepreneurship, what age would that, what age would that be? I'll let you pick. Yeah, let's go with 23. That, that's what okay. book launched, 23, yeah. Okay, so let's say, all the knowledge that you have accumulated up until now. And 23-year-old young handsome Don comes up to you and asks you, what advice would you give him to get to where you are now a lot faster? Mm. Wow. <laughs> oh, man, there's like so many things. I'd have to say never stop. Like when it comes to your workouts, don't stop doing it because you need to keep your vessel road ready for all the things that's going to be coming your way. Not to mention doing three things a day to promote yourself and always learning something new. So definitely never stop and stay consistent because that's really where the magic happens. Like, heck, even going back to the show itself, it was after episode 32 where I got my first pitch letter from a podcasting booking agency that booked my first ever millionaire on my show, which is still random to me because you know <laughs> as i jokingly said at the beginning just some random black guy from baltimore i think you find me in the big small world of the internet and that led to a whole bunch of pitches and that was because i was consistent with what i did and even though the quality wasn't as great back then i still started with what i had like all i had was these basic headphones right here of course they were blue since they're like blue compared to red not a crip or blood anyway. Just want to throw it in there out there. I'm not a gang member. But uh, really just 
starting with what I had and I stayed consistent. So yeah, Young Dubs like with the personal and professional life, ne never stop once you start. Make sure you take care of your body and make sure you stay consistent with what you do and you'll get the success that you want. Oh yeah, and live with less fear too, definitely. Absolutely, that's the thing. If anyone who listens to this can just somehow get over your fear, I promise you, you will get to your end goal 10 times faster. And we have shared a great deal amount of uh, some tips in here that you can listen to and listen back into it. And if you apply those, you're definitely going to get a lot faster, get over your fear. So I'm glad you brought that up, the topic of promoting it three times a day. So what are the things that you are currently doing to promote yourself, let's three times a day, whatever you want to call it, that is working for you right now? Ah, sure. First thing, I retweet my own tweets. After reading Guy Kawasaki's book that even though some of it's not as relevant anymore, the art of social media, in the Twitter section he mentions that he retweets his own tweets. And I'm like, wow, retweet your own tweet, really? And it's like, hey, I say good things here. So I might as well say it again for the people who haven't heard it. They're like, say it again for the people in the back. So retweeting my own tweets, especially with popular hashtags and heck, even going back and looking up hash, hash, hashtags I've used before, like Going North Podcast and seeing those, retweeting those. On Facebook, using my personal page as the business page for not only business and podcast stuff, but also funny memes to entertain people because people come for on social media to not only sell stuff but a lot of folks are going to be entertained too and if you can edutain that'll put you on the edge that's another thing and also another thing i also do i usually try to reach out at say at least to around a good anywhere between one to three different podcast hosts a day as well because i have this there's this wonderful tool called Podmatch, which i wasn't a fan of in the beginning because i was like why are all these people trying to pitch me to be on my show i'm here to be a guest like <laughs> i'm good with guests like i have the abundance mentality like everything that is gold i'd like to touch because you don't want to touch everything and turn it into gold you just want to find the gold and touch it yourself and that's probably the three things so retweeting my own tweets it's okay you won't look cocky and for those who think you look cocky doing it forget them they suck they haven't learned it yet second thing is using the wonderful Facebook page for both business and pleasure to edutain those in the network even if I don't get any likes on it at all I know they're still lurking and watching because people sometimes they see me out and about now that we're a little less restricted with this whole pandemic crap is that hey I saw your interview the other day and I enjoyed it and it's like oh alright cool alrighty thank you lurker you could have at least liked or shared it <laughs> and the third thing is to also reach out to us a good one to three podcast hosts a day or even like leaving reviews on different books a day too because that's the one thing about life you what you put out is what you're going to get back in try to have the abundance mentality of putting out into the world what you want to get back you have to be the change that you want to see absolutely man that's i could not have said it better myself so first of all, thank you so much for taking the time for being here and this stage of the interview process. I give you the floor to share wherever the hell you want to share more than what you already have, self-promotion, more, but more importantly, where people can get in touch with you. Yep, sure thing. Well, the good thing about the mighty, magnificent, magnanimous Mark Kumar is the fact that 
he does video too. So I can point up on my virtual background here on DomBrightman.com. That's right, DomBrightman.com. All things Dom is there, the podcast, the books, and of course, Mark's future episode on the show. Kind of launching this summer in August. It's going to be hot fire. That's right, it's going to be hot magical fire. Check that out too. And also, there's a free gift for the audience called the... 21 Lessons Learned from 2 Plus Years of Podcasting, a free ebook, free gift if you subscribe to my newsletter. So I do like to give gifts too, you know, folks don't have to wait till Christmas to get some knowledge. And that ebook is full of stuff that I've done that's actually tactical, stuff that I actually do in my personal life that's actually gotten me results. Because folks want results, and if your results driven, you'll love the ebook. So head over to DonBrightman.com, subscribe for the free gift, and check out the Going North podcast and subscribe to hear more. All right, Dom, thank you so much for being here, taking the time out of your busy schedule. I truly appreciate it. And the people who listen to it, they truly appreciate it. And also, guys, please go to the website. If you need, I'll leave it in the show notes for you for making it easier. And until next time, enjoy your day.